Hi, and welcome to Five Good Thoughts. Today, we're joined by Robert Purvey, and, uh, who is the Next Gen Executive Pastor Next Gen at Concord Church in Dallas. Robert, so glad to have you with us. Appreciate it, Jack. Thank you for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I, I, just to be real honest, and I'm not going to use the line, but uh, I saw just a, a, a snippet of a sentence from you online and social media, and I thought yeah. to myself, I've got to talk to Robert about next-gen ministry. Uh, and so here we are, five good things. Let's kick it off. Number five, what five good thoughts about next-gen ministry? Number five. Number five, I would say um, you got to be big by going small. When it comes to next-gen, uh, especially not just because it's COVID culture, but just in, in general, it's, it's a timeless tool uh, to, if you want to be big, go small meaning that if you want to have a major impact in ministry, a major impact on the life of kids and teens and even parents, it's not getting everybody to an event. It's not having a room full of people. It's creating groups of community and like-minded uh, interests so that um, kids and parents can grow. One thing we, uh, we've seen in teens is that not just putting them together because of their grades or their schools, but actually an interest. We have kids who are gamers, kids who are into sports, kids who can care less about sports, kids who can care less about games, right? And so to see their interest and pair them with adults who can speak to those interests while cultivating them as well. Man, that's great. And, and now, now that that's number five, I can use that line that I love this idea to go big, go small. Uh, Absolutely. What, what sparked my, my interest of just, man, because I think we're right in this moment where we want everybody to come back. We're not the church we were two years ago, uh, and we've kind of rode uh, this roller coaster the last two years. So this idea of investing in the in the small it, it seems pretty prime for this moment. Uh, Absolutely, and, and it's, so it's it's one of those things, Jack. So I I believe that we may not be the church we used to be, but we can be the church forever if we tap into this small group. Cause that's, if you read the new Testament, how the church grew, the church grew in small groups and small pockets. And so we can take that same mindset that we're not trying to get uh, quantity, but we're having quality by having smaller groups and we'll be much better. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. You know, I had a great professor uh, in undergrad for youth ministry who said with enough pizza and a big enough budget, I can fill the room, but that's absolutely not what trying to do, right. So, absolutely. <laughs> well, great. Well, hit us with number four. Right, number four, um, with going smaller, you can see needs more clearly. Mm. You can see needs more clearly. Um, a lot of times in bigger settings, it's hard to see uh, smaller needs or important needs. Uh, there's a book I'm working on now, hopefully in the next year or so we can get it out. But there's a chapter in the book where it's called Seeing the Kid in the Corner. Like uh, if you're going to be a great leader, you have to be able to see the kid in the corner, meaning that you have to be able to see the small things, the things that, that aren't said, the big things that aren't done, because it's that kid, it's that person that can have the major impact. And that's what small groups allows us to do. Small groups allows us to have the big group in a smaller setting to where you can have five or six kids or five or six teams to where you can individually notice them. A lot of times we get lost and kids get lost in ministry, leaders get lost in leading, because we don't notice kids. Sometimes a kid just wants to be noticed. Do you see me here, right? And so do you see me crying? Do you see me hurt? Do you see I'm confused? Do you see me happy? Do you see me excited? Do you know what I'm excited about? And so leading small helps each leader to see needs more clearly. Man, that's really good. I, I mean, that's that transcends 
youth or next gen ministry right there. That's yeah. that's that's everybody, right? Uh, yeah. But that is particularly important when when maybe in, in certainly in settings like Dallas, where a, a kid can go all day and not not right. be seen, and right. go all week to school, um, and it just what an important reminder for us to think about that. What happens though, if, if you're not kind of the, the detail oriented or the small mind, you know, that's not your natural inclination right. is to catch that. How do we, how do we learn some of those skills? I think we, um, to go, I'm gonna go left and come back right. Okay. I think that we have to intentionally train our adult leaders to see the details, right? Naturally, I'm not a detail oriented person. I'm a visionary. I see big picture. Right. But for me to see smaller things, I have to be intentional about that. And to be intentional about it, I had a professor teach me. I had mentors teach me to teach me how to pay attention to detail. So I think before we have to do a better job as leaders of ministries and in the church to make sure that our leaders are adequately trained to see the details and don't just think because somebody has here it is. If somebody has a heart for ministry, make sure you equip them in their hand. Right. Because you can have a big heart and an empty hand and not get down the road anywhere, right? So if we're gonna have great leaders, we have to have great hearts and full hands to know how to see those details. Man, that's really great. Yeah, yeah that's helpful. Number three. Um, small groups allows you to extend messaging. I'll just extend your messaging. Um, we have to understand that 10% of what we do as leaders, preachers, pastors, comes from the pulpit. 90% of it is off the stage, right? And so if we're only focusing on messaging from the 30 minutes that we're teaching and the 10 minutes that they're actually listening, like we're, we're, we're missing everything. So you're literally leaving a teens or kids walk with the Lord to 10 minutes a week. That's unfair, right? And so uh, having small groups allows you to extend the messaging and go deeper into theological truths, go deeper into relational uh, and practical ways to make the Bible come to life. And so going small just helps you, helps the messaging extend beyond the preaching moment. You're, you're a better next-gen minister than I was because uh, 10 <laughs> minutes was generous. Uh, if I had him for two, that was, that was probably a good night. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's that's good. And how does that how does that relate to our, our parents as well as we kind of extend this message? How does how does we wrap that them into that aspect? So, so I'll tap into it a little bit when I go into my resource. But just to put a pin real quick, I think that uh, we I partner a lot with Orange and Orange. That's a book I'll get into in a minute. But Orange has something called Parent Q that we use here at Concord. That's that's major. Parent Q allows us to have the lessons the messaging, and even tips for parents on how to get that message across right at the app, right in their hand, right? So I think it's leaders understanding to help parents become disciple makers in the home and to help them join in with the mission, you got to make it easy for them, right? That, that parents aren't preachers. Parents aren't theologians. You know, some of our pastors aren't even preachers. It's neither here nor there, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we have to make sure that the messaging that we have from the stage is extended to the point to where we can put it in their hands to where they can have something to talk about in the morning, um, on the ride to school, at dinner, or at bedtime. And Parent Q does that. It gives them cues at each point of the day to help them go over whatever messaging is for that week. So I think that's that's how we that's how we do it. That's, another, that's a resource to help parents. That's really good. Uh, I think 
yeah, you know, you, you hit something really important there. We get them for one to two hours in the building, maybe a week, and that's a good week, especially yep. now. Um, and then parents and school, and we've got to figure out ways uh, to to bridge that gap where this is kind of a constant conversation. Um, yeah. Faith building, which it sounds like you've got some good resources for us. Uh, so we're here to to number two with our resources. So remind parent Q, and that's from parent. Orange, and that's build on this. Let us build. So, so I have a, such a great relationship with Reggie Jordan and Chris and Ivy at Orange, and um, whenever I talk to small group leaders across the country, I'm leaning in on this because it's just one of the best resources out there. And, and the the, thir- the three layers for it. The book I would suggest is Lead Small. Reggie wrote a book called Lead Small, and it gives five ways and clarifies the responsibility and the role of a small group leader that works for children and teens, right? And so it just, um, it, it really breaks that down. One of the key things he says in there, I really love, he says the big, there's a, uh, the chapter he has, it's got a big challenge, small solution. A big challenge, small solution. Uh, that the big challenge is a lot of, our kids walk away from the faith when they go to college because they have an untested faith, right? And um, in order to have a big faith, the the small solution is small groups. So how, how you how you lead small. So that's a very good resource. That's that's the book I would say for every leader to get to get their uh, their leaders and even read themselves called Lead Small. Um, and when you go into that, they have Orange has all type of uh, books for small group leaders. But start with that for your ministry. Um, I would say there's two apps you need that Orange gives that would really bless your whole life. It's Parent Q and Lead Small. Parent Q for parents, Lead Small for the small group leader, right? So Parent Q for parents, Lead Small for the small group leader. What Parent Q does is what I mentioned a couple of minutes ago. It cues parents on conversation moments to help their the, the messaging come to life their kids walk with the Lord, but it also helps them understand their kid better in whichever phase their kid is going through. Here's what we have to realize, that our parents, outside of the moments we see them, life is happening 95,000 miles an hour, right? So we have to give them something that allows them, as they're going at their pace, to be able to pour into their kid. And we, uh, what ParentQ does is gives them opportunity to talk about it in the morning, on the way to school, or at drive time, they say, or at dinner or bedtime. So four times a day where there's a messaging queued up and it's right there at the, at the hand of a parent. Wow. On the other side, the Lead Small app does the same thing for the small group leader. So what Parent Q does for the parent, Lead Small does for the small group leader. So the small group leader has the lesson, it has the, um, the, the cue points, the bullet points, and even in the Lead Small app, whatever group you're leading, it has all of your kids, their contact information, their parents' information, and what their allergies are, what their likes are, what they like. It has everything there. So as a small group leader, you can be in touch with your parents and your families so you can be an integral part of their walk with the Lord. So those are the resources that I would tell any leader to start with. That um, Lead small, read that. Read Lead Small, Parent Cue for Your Parents, and um, Lead Small app. Wow. Yeah, that's that sounds amazing. So does are, do those... Does a lead small app, does that have a, like a messaging aspect to it or, or so you can direct message folks? Yes. Yeah, so, um, yes, you can send notifications, you can send updates and, and everything. Um, so if there was something from the message that you want parents to hone in on, you can send it 
through the app, say, hey, parents, lean in on this point today because everything you're talking about is from the lesson of that week that you have with your curriculum. So wow. it's um, it's pretty dope. Yeah, that streamlines the whole process. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And, and it seems like it, it really empowers what you're doing, what you're talking about is empowering your volunteers to be successful, um, which seems to be a, an easier recruiting mechanism for more volunteers. Absolutely. That, that, you know, so much, I think we struggle to find teachers and people to invest in small groups and, you know, the whole adage, 10% do 90% of the work or whatever it is. Right, 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 right. But if you can put tools in their hands and say, this is how you are successful. Uh, it seems like that's a much easier way to recruit for the ministry. Here at Concord, we've seen such an influx. This month alone, we've seen 100 new grow group leaders Wow! Uh, for groups because of the intentionality of putting something in their hand. Hey, you're leading a group, but you won't be leading it um, unequipped and you won't be leading alone. Like, here's what we're doing for you. And we've done it in the next gen space, too. That as you want to sometimes when people say, I want to work with teens, I want to work with kids that's a very blanket statement. They have no idea what that looks like, right? Like, they, I just want to be in a room with all the noise. Okay, but, no, but 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 what are you doing? And so being a group leader allows somebody to, to do a small thing with a huge impact. And you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to go home and create a lesson. You don't have to put a lesson plan together or a scope and sequence. No, like we, it's in your hand on what you can discuss and what you're talking about. And you're leading the discussion as you walk with a, a kid through their journey with Christ. Man, that's incredible. That is yeah. that is really cool. So here we are. Number one, lay it on us. Number one, I would say when you lead small, you realize that you're growing the kingdom from the inside out. When you read the word of God, you know that God never does nothing from the outside in. God always works from the inside out, right? And so for, as you lead small, you understand that it's not necessarily you recruiting outside for people to come to the church. You're literally equipping those in the church. Mm. So when they go outside, they can be influencers. So as, as you lead small and as you build small groups and as you pour into smaller circles, you realize that that small circle is making a bigger impact in the community, right? I think that as we grow forward in faith, and as we go forward um, in our journey with the Lord as leaders and as believers, it's the small group, it's the small moments that make big impacts. That here's what you gotta realize. A kid may never remember your sermon, but they will remember your your mo your moments and your your movements and your motives, right? They, they, they remember that. They may not remember your message, but they will remember your motives. They will remember your moments on how you impacted their life in a very small way. So um, grow the kingdom from the inside out. That's really good. It's, it's disciple making, right? I mean, absolutely. Uh, it, it, we did a five good thoughts on mentoring, and it is just funny. Like all of these kind of paths and conversation we have, it's it's disciple making. It's absolutely it's how we invest in people and have them invest in people. It's replicating, and um, it it's biblical, right? It, it's yeah, absolutely New Testament <laughs> ideas. Uh, absolutely, we're, we're not we're not plowing new ground here. I don't think. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not it's, at all. But it's such a good reminder. Again, in the moment, I just think we're so hungry uh, to see everybody we we used to see, and that this yeah. idea of, of the big group being the most important thing that we're going to do this week to push back against that is really, I think, important yeah. for us to hear that it's okay to invest deeply in the small 
and knowing that God's doing something much bigger than absolutely we'll ever. You know, know. Jack, Jack in the church over the last 15, 20 years, we just got engulfed with numbers. And Jack, you've heard it, even people who get hired at churches and even senior pastors, a lot of them who have no idea what it is to work in student ministry, they just want to see bodies in the room. So we've had so many leaders in next-gen spaces that have been numbers, 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 numbers. And how do you get numbers? Events. And events, um, shameless plug again, I'm writing in my book, events are candy, right? Event, event, it's a sweet stuff. And eventually, if all you're eating is candy, you'll write out your teeth. So same thing for ministries. If all you're doing is events and getting numbers, you'll write out your ministry and kids will fall away from the faith and they have nothing substantial to stand on. But small groups gives you big impact in a way that you can move. Um, I heard a long time ago that a speedboat can move much faster than a cruise ship, right? That a speedboat can take a turn much quicker than a cruise ship. And all we're doing is making the church, putting the church in speedboat size so we can make bigger waves, right? Yeah, and, and, and that, that's all it is. So don't think that you're doing less than or you're not being uh, you're not adequate or you're not living up to expectations if you're killing small groups. As a matter of fact, you're winning. <laughs> if you can that's kill good. small groups, like you're winning. You're winning by going small. That's good. That's so good. Well, you didn't say it, but just so we can put it down, write it down and look for it when it comes out. Name of your book. <laughs> the name of my book is Successful Seasons. Successful seasons. Successful well, I'll season, be looking yeah. for that uh, in in due time, and uh, yes, sir. We'll we'll definitely come back on. Come back on. Absolutely. Talk more about your book. Let's do that. Absolutely. Okay. We'll, we'll All make right. it happen. Thank you, Robert, for being with us for five, five good thoughts on next gen ministry. You've been a blessing, and we look forward to our next conversation. All right, Jack. Thank you so much. All right.